What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this show, obviously, like every show is brought to you by the fine folks at Quick Trip. Look what I can do now. But uh, Quick Trip, they got uh, it's a great spot to get your your lovely lady a meal on the way home. Get you some chicken, get you some macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, whatever you want. But a uh, big shout out to Quick Trip for sponsoring the show. I have a fun one today, people. I have a, a fun show. Uh, I got Danielle Zilmer from uh, PackersHistory.com stopping by, talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about, about all the wide receiver talk. We'll get into that. And then Josh Moser, from uh, formerly from Fox 11 uh, in Green Bay, now with a big Miami man. He's going to stop by again. We're going to talk. We're going to talk some football. It's going to be an NFL uh, type of show like it always is. I don't know why I said that. But uh, let's just bring in Daniel Zilmer here. <laughs> Got your little applause there. Uh, so how you been, man, first of all? We haven't talked in a little bit. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, I've been good, running around like crazy. Got that, got that vaccine coursing through my veins. So, you know, feeling good. All right, dude. I, I, I like it. I, I'm, I'm just checking out the comments here. Uh, Mark's in the house. What is up, Mark? Uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for interacting with the show. Makes the show a whole lot better when uh, people are dropping some comments over here. But uh, yeah, so one thing I want to talk about, all right, that every, everyone's been talking. Who, uh, Who's the – I forget the name now. I should have had this. The wide receiver from New England that just got – well, the all-time great Julian Edelman, of yeah, course. Yeah, Julian Edelman. I don't know how I forgot his name. That's what uh, everyone's been talking about. I won't stop talking about he's a Hall of Famer. Talking about – and like, like, people need to understand that you can be a very, very good player and, and not be a Hall of Famer. Like, you could be – like, the Hall of Fame, to me, should be – like, can, can you tell the story of the NFL, or at least your team, but it should be the NFL – without mentioning you and like Julian Edelman, I think, I think you can like, if, if you're just going to give guys put them in the hall of fame, cause they got a bunch of rings and there's a lot of new England Patriot players that got multiple rings. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? First of all, before we jump onto this topic here. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it's just utter. It, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's just, it's one of those things like, you know, NFL Twitter has to lose its collective mind. Like, you know, every off season, you know, about once a month, about some stupid topic. And uh, this is the one, but what I like about it is it's kind of shifting everyone's focus. Like everyone, it's kind of got over talking about Edelman uh, for the most part, except for people from new England. And everyone's like, well, if we're talking about the hall of fame, let's talk about some guys that actually deserve it. You know what I mean? So that's been kind of nice to, that's been nice to see. Yeah. Because there, there, there's a lot of players, a lot of former Packers, a lot of former, a lot of different teams who, uh, Guys that should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I want to bring up one right now, right here. I, I I made this tweet today that if we're going to argue about wide receiver getting to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, let's talk about Sterling Sharp because Sterling Sharp, like his career was obviously cut short. A lot of most Packer fans know. I think most NFL fans know, but like he he did great things. Like Leroy Butler, someone throw in the comments too. Uh, these are all guys that deserve it. But I, since we're talking about wide receivers, yeah, like Sterling Sharp is by way beyond Edelman. Like in every fact, like I'm I'm, I'm not a stat guy. I know that you are. Mm -hmm. me. So how, how, first of all, tell people who don't know, which I think most people do, but how great was Sterling Sharp? 
Yeah, Sterling Sharp was like a revelation. He, uh, in my opinion, he he was one of the key players that kind of brought the winning culture back to Green Bay. I mean, I think that's a big part of his legacy that uh, that is overlooked. Is is just he he kind of brought a swagger and a winning attitude to Green Bay with how with how dominant he was. But I mean, you look at you look at the stats. Like in '92, he he set the all time record for catches, 108. And then the very following season, he broke his own record and put up 112 and like in back-to-back seasons like that, that doesn't happen. And, and meanwhile, Edelman, I think his career high in touchdowns was seven. He scored in one season. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a joke. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I, I totally agree. And uh, like I see Mark saying here, Tom Crabtree, first of all, Tom Crabtree should be in the Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> My guy. No, but yeah, I, I think, if, if Sterling Sharp would have had like, what if he got drafted right before I mean, and and not got hurt? Mm-hmm. But even at the same spot, but not got hurt. Or if he came in at the same time Favre came in, like yeah. what if him and Favre had a whole career together? Like, dude, like Sterling Sharp, you'd be talking about him just like people talk about Jerry Rice. Like, no doubt. Like, ridiculous. And and you think about how many rings they would have won. Like, talk about how dynamic he was. You know, he imagine what he would have brought to those mid '90s teams. I mean, oh yeah, like I, I always think about this a lot about uh, how different those '90s teams could have been. And, and you could say this about any uh, franchise, any like decade. But mm-hmm. like, if the Packers would have drafted Barry Sanders instead of going Manwich, Manwich, can't <laughs> say his name. But like, if they, if they would have or Troy Aikman or whatever. They wouldn't have maybe had far because if you, if you have right. Barry Sanders and you're smart, you try to build that line, you try to build, you can be a running game and just have a quarterback that doesn't do stupid stuff mm-hmm. the line and figure that out. But uh, <laughs> like there's so much different, but like, yeah, if, if, if Stoyan Sharp would have been in there, I, I don't know how it would have changed, but like the offense would have been so explosive. Like what they oh, had, yeah. it would have just been ridiculous. When you think about all the things that him and Favre would have done together and what they did do together, um, but what's what's amazing and what people need to realize is that Sterling Sharp led the league in receptions before Favre even got to Green Bay. Like he had he had your your favorite, uh, the Magic Man, throwing to him, and he caught ninety balls in his second season. Like he he didn't he wasn't a product of Favre. He was already a legend, you know, building a legend, and then Favre came along and kind of took it to a new height. But he he was great without Favre too. Yeah, because a, a lot of guys talk about. A lot of guys like Javon Walker, and I actually saw that you had you tweeted something. Let me throw this up here. Sure. This is like all of like the the the, the wide receivers, like the, the great ones in, in in Packers history. And I, I know that I think you wrote something up at PackersHistory.com, right mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. So everyone, yeah. Uh, go to PackersHistory.com. But uh, yeah, dude, like the Packers have had some great wide receivers in a day, but they're not all Hall of Famers. Even like the really good ones. Like, do you consider Donald Driver uh, NFL Hall of Famer? No, he's he's the Hall of Very Good. He's he's uh, if there was a Hall of Fame for fan favorites, he's first ballot. Uh, he's he's one of my absolute favorite players of all time. But he he's he's not a Hall of Famer. It's it's just the way it goes. And I, and I actually agree because I, I know that's what I say is like when you could be very good, you could be a fan favorite. You and, and, and Donald Driver was fantastic. Like, oh yeah. Such a good wide receiver. He was so fun to watch. But yeah, he's to be in the Hall of Fame, like you have to be like the best 
at, at your position, like, and not that I, I'm not sure, like, who was playing. He had a lot of competition, like, talking about who's the best, like, while he was playing, but he had longevity, like, he, he was good with mm-hmm. that's what I was mentioning, like, guys like Javon Walker, and even Greg Jennings did very well when they had a Hall of Famer thrown to him. Yeah. When moved on. That, that yeah. Happen. And, and still, yeah. sure, like you said, he was good with Domikowski. He would have been mm-hmm. good no matter who was throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of guys. I, I think Jordy, we never really got a chance to see because by the time he moved on, he uh, he was already kind of old. And I don't think the offense was, you know, based around him. Yeah. I think Devontae Adams is another guy. Yeah. I mean, Jordy Nelson is kind of like the ultimate overachiever. Like, uh, you know, he, I think he put up 69 touchdowns in his career. Like it's, it's, it's pretty freaking incredible. Um, but again, he, he's not, he's not a hall of famer. He, he was never even all pro, you know what I mean? That's what Adams Adams is the best of this whole bunch, obviously that, that Rogers has ever thrown to, uh, by a mile. But you think about how good Adams is. Sterling Sharp was much better than that. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, like with Devonta Adams, like we'll see. I think I think Devonta Adams is gonna have a, like a, an amazing career. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, is in Green Bay because I know a lot of people are talking about that. People get bored talking oh, about. Yeah. But uh, we'll move on to that a little bit. I want to talk about that. But Devonta uh, Adams has something like special. Like he could end up being one of Sterling Sharp. Like I, I've been arguing with people on Facebook, not in my my feed, but like people are talking about it, like ESPN, and I just troll. I get on there. And I start trolling him. But yeah, dude, Sterling Sharp, I think, is the most under-respected, under-appreciated, not really by Packer fans. I think most Packer fans, especially old people like us, yeah. we know, even most of the young people know, because I, I scream it all the time. Like, I can't say it enough, like, how great Sterling Sharp was. And uh, yeah, I'm in the Hall of Fame. The best thing, the best thing that I can say about him, my favorite stat that we, um, that at Packers history that we, we've put out before, and we kind of, we put in an article a long time ago, and we, is that um, from 92 to 94, when him and Jerry Rice were both in their primes, like both were in their absolute prime, Sterling Sharp had more touchdowns and more receptions than Jerry Rice from 92 to 94. They were going head-to-head. They both had Hall of Famers thrown to them. They uh, both were like the you know focal point of their offense, and Sharp outperformed Rice. And, and we were robbed of another five years of that. Just imagine if he would have outperformed. I mean, Rice was a little bit older, but imagine another five years of Sterling. It's <laughs> he was he was that good. I'm talking top ten talent all time at his position. Yeah, because uh, Jerry Rice played for like fifty years. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then and I got no hate for Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, like, dude, I always say Jerry Rice is where the word goat got founded. Mm-hmm. Like, the kid growing up when people said goat there was no argument there was no conversation about it It was jerry rice i think that's that word was invented for him he paired yeah he paired that elite level of play with um the longevity in a way that no one has before and probably no one will i mean he just you have a 20-year career like that that's uh you get some credit yeah but most definitely so like what I, i was talking about earlier like Everyone's like freaking out right now, you know, with the Aaron Rodgers contract. They're talking about, oh, he's going to be gone after this season. Which, with, with, with Rodgers, I understand like why people are going to talk. He's uh, yep. you know, the contract situation. But every year it's something with Rodgers. But then they start throwing Devonte Adams in there, saying, "Well, Devonte Adams, they're not going to sign him." Like, 
dude, like people think that they're just gonna let Rodgers go, then they're gonna let Devonta Adams like, what yeah, they, what is, they're just gonna fold up. And, and I hear Jair, they're talking about, well, they're not gonna pay him. Like, dude, that they're they're gonna pay these guys. Maybe not all of them, but I I, I don't know like what's gonna happen because I'm like no expert, but uh, it, they're definitely they're gonna try to bring Devonta back. Yeah, I mean, I don't want. Obviously, we don't want Rodgers to move on. I mean, that's 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 a, the prerequisite to this point. But imagine that the Packers do move on. They they trade him. They get a couple assets. Now it's the Jordan Love era. Are you people serious? They think that hey, rookie or not rookie, but first year quarterback. Uh, we also took. We also got rid of uh, the best receiver in the league. Sorry. <laughs> what a joke! Like what? A, no, they're not going to treat their new quarterback like that. Like. Devonte and Jair are locks to be on this team for the next few years. I mean, absolute locks in my mind. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I think what Rogers like, like I, I, don't, I actually don't know because like I always like try to defend the Packers and like, no, they got a plan. Yeah. Then, like, more like I like if I see, I'm almost like getting sucked into it because I try to. Be, we're like, there's yeah. no way they'd be they'd be dumb enough to let Rogers go like early. But like, then I'm like, I don't know. Like, what I don't know, like what they're thinking. Like, if they're thinking that they can redo it next year, and maybe the Packers and Rogers had those conversations. But when Rogers speaks about it, it doesn't seem like he knows. So I don't. I, I I'm not sure that they have had those conversations. Yeah, and I think he loves the intrigue too. He loves people. I mean, and not in a bad way, but he likes people talking about him. I mean, he's the host of Jeopardy. I think that's on right now. Like. He, he likes people looking at him. He likes people talking about him and not in like a, it's not all ego. He just, he doesn't mind it. Nothing bothers him anymore. So I, it's all, I think the works out. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> so, have, have you watched Jeopardy? Have, have you seen him? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. How do you rate him? I, I think he's been very good. Um, I got it to be, to be honest, I haven't watched any of the other guest judges. I didn't watch Katie Kirk. I didn't watch um, Ken Jennings. If he's even gone, I don't, I don't even know, but uh, Rogers was really good. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I think I, I didn't watch a ton. Cause I'm not of, of before. Cause I, I'm, I'm not a big uh, Jeopardy guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough. When I watch that show, I feel very, very stupid. I, I saw a clip though, that, that they're throwing up about, uh, who was this uh, '60s team in the Midwest? Yeah, won all these championships, and they didn't know. And then uh, he asked a baseball question, and they knew, like, "Oh, that you know." Yeah, so, you knew that one. He's showing because I, dude, I'll say this because I saw a lot of people talking smack about Rogers, saying like, like just r- random Jeopardy people in their comments. Maybe not football fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, he doesn't have personality. This and that, dude. I think, dude, I think Rogers is killing it. I think he's he's great at. Pat McAfee, he's great on Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. He has that it to be in front of a camera. And, dude, I, I I think he's absolutely killing it. Right. And and that's just his personality, too. Like, think how much better he got at being the quarterback. You know what I mean? That's how much better he would get at Jeopardy, too. He'd be a lot better in year three, four, and five than he is in his first freaking week. So, you know he'd get better. Oh, yeah. Dude, that, that's the thing, like, with Rodgers. Like, with any quarterback, I think. Whenever they do something, they they plan. They're like mm-hmm. they're watching film. Like, that's just like in them. I don't think you can get to this level being a quarterback. Like Peyton Manning, you always see like all oh, yeah. talk about the film room and all that. So I, it sounds like Rogers did the same thing preparing for Jeopardy. Right? He was watching film. Yeah. 
Alex Trebek acted after a wrong question, like just trying to, I don't think copy him, but like see how it's done by a pro. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. To honor him. You know what I mean? Like he, he took, he took that pretty seriously. You know what I mean? And I, I love the parallel though, between him, like learning from Favre and then watching tape and learning from Trebek and then put his own spin on it. Like, it's just funny. The dude's, he, he's the most different dude in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Like, that dude's brain is just different. Yeah, I, I, that's actually a good point. Because to me, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem like a lot of the other quarterbacks. Like, no. um, like people like to call him a diva or do they call him a, Like, if you don't like someone, you're going to find things and try to twist them to – like, just like Brady, a lot of people say. I actually like Brady. I like, I like – people don't like when I say it. But, like, he just seems like he has fun. And I think it's the same thing with Rodgers. Like, they're just having fun. Like, we're – even on the field, they're laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, come out and said, like defensive players that come out and said they don't like playing Rodgers because they'll laugh at him after like he flings it past them and does something. He's having fun. He's having fun at Jeopardy. He has fun on Pat McAfee. Yeah, he takes everything so serious. So, like when everyone's talking about all this drama, like every year, I think he just sits back and laughs. Like you mm-hmm. said, he likes seeing himself on NFL Network and yeah, losing their mind about what about what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. He just fuels that fire a little bit and then sits back and watches uh, idiots like us talk about it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So the, this is actually a good question. I'll probably bring this up with Moser when he comes on too. But if, if the Packers OTAs get canceled, like the, the other teams are doing, I've I, I seen the NFLPA put out a thing. Will the players' workout bonuses come to come uh, of the cap? Like, I, I'm not sure how workout – do you know a lot about – no. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I uh yeah, I'm not sure how they would uh make sense of that, but um you'd think they'd have a contingency plan, you know, in place for uh the money side of it. I don't I don't see this is the thing about me, I don't get too hung up on the money side on on much of any issues because they always figure it out. Every year people are like they have no money, and then every year they figure it out. So you know, I'm sure it'll be all right. I actually don't get worked up at all about the salary cap because, I, first of all, I don't understand it completely. So I go on Twitter and I follow people. Yeah. And I, I, I read, like, what they're talking about. And uh, hopefully, like, soon I'm going to ha- I'm gonna ask one of those guys to come on the yeah. show and try to explain it to me. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Like, for me, it's like uh, Einstein said, uh, why do I need to memorize these formulas? Why would I memorize them when they're in a book I can open? You know what I mean? Yeah. So why, why do I need to – know everything about the cap when I can just go to someone who's an expert in it, you know? Well, exactly. Yeah, dude. That's why I have you on to talk about like all, all those Packer history stuff that the shows that, uh, that we've done because mm-hmm. like, you have to know everything. There's people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone has their niche, you know? <laughs> I'm going to just check out some of these comments here, but yeah, like what everyone is saying, cause we were, we were talking about with the Rogers controversy. It, it, it It's just relaxed. Like, mm-hmm. And with uh, with these OTAs, I'm gonna talk to Moser about that, and and, and he'll probably know a little bit more about that. Yeah. But, uh, the same thing happened last year because of COVID. I think this year is kind of the same thing. The players are, I think, are saying, "Do we? We don't want to go to the stadium. We want to do it on our own." And I think they probably just want to do that just for themselves. But they're just using that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? If if you can work from home for a couple extra days a year, I mean, most people are gonna kind of jump on it. So. You know. Yeah, and then it worked out fine last year. The, the, mm-hmm. the players, they're practicing. They're not all on vacation. I mean, they might you might see them on the Instagram story taking a week, a week or two over there, and they're at a beach somewhere. But like, right. 
even on vacation, I think they're watching film. I've seen a lot of players like they're on a beach, but they're on a laptop and they're watching film or they're doing yeah. whatever. Like they're always working. This is a 365 day, whatever a year job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. So let, anybody got any questions? We're going to have Moser join us here in about eight minutes. But uh, I think people are arguing in my comments here. But, uh, so Aaron Jones, uh, you, 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 I think I'm, I'm not sure if I talked to you. So I think I have. But I don't think we, we really talked about the current team. We were most talking about history. Right. So are you to have him back? And do you expect the running game to take a dip with uh, Jamal going to, to Detroit? Yeah, so I love Aaron Jones. I he he's one of my favorite players on the team. I just think I think he's under. I mean, he's obviously underappreciated. I mean, I I assumed he was gone, like most people. Um, I followed the money, the money people, and they all said there's no way they can possibly keep him. So I said, all right, I guess he's gone. Um, but uh, I, I see him having a huge year, and I see AJ Dillon. I mean, he was on the COVID list last year for like five or seven weeks. Like it was a long time. He's going to come back at full steam. And I think having Jones and Dylan as a tandem are going to extend both of their careers too. I think you're going to see both of them be fresh every week. I'm, uh, I think the running game is going to be much, much better than it's, uh, than it's been in a generation. They, they have the potential to have the best year, probably since 2003 with Amon Green and Najee Davenport and Tony Fisher. You know, they were pretty dominant, but. Yo, I, I, think, I think Aaron Jones will be hungry. He got yeah. And then a lot of people talking about when, when running backs get paid the next year, they're not, they're not as dynamic. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a lot to prove. I think he's going to be hungry. AJ Dillon, I think is going to be hungry. Jamal Williams was my guy. I, I love me. Yeah. Williams and I'll, I'll follow him over there in Detroit. Yeah. I wish him well, but I know I'm to win a lot, but uh, <laughs> he won't. Yeah, Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And it's Detroit. They're not going to be doing a lot of winning anyways. No, but, uh, yeah, I, I think this, I think I think AJ Dillon is special. I think I think most people think the same thing. I don't think I'm like, you know, acting like an expert here. But uh, I, I think the running game is going to be great. And if you give Rodgers a good running game, a lot of these receivers coming back, MVS is going to get better. Oh Let's yeah. Start, see what they do in the draft. Uh, Adams. I still people talking about Adams is going to have a fall off year because how many touchdowns he had. Oh, like yeah, he might not match that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. When when people say that, but he, he ain't going to fall off. No. But, what he did last year is going to be hard to duplicate. I said the same Cleo Mack when he yeah. did in, in Chicago when he first got there, the the Smith Bros when they first got here. What they did, it's hard. It, dude, if you duplicated that every single year, you'd be in the Hall of Fame. Like exactly, yeah, like exactly. You know, those are Madden numbers. Like right. you're not going to do it every single, and maybe you will. I don't know. Yeah, like a lot of those guys. Yeah, it's it's good to bring up the Hall of Fame. Like those, some of those guys had career years and. uh in order to get into the Hall of Fame, you have to have a career year almost every year. I mean, that's how that's how hard it is to get into that, in, into or it's how hard it should be to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and then th- that's exactly what it is. Like, uh, you have to have like at least most of your years. You can have some mm-hmm. like down years, but like like quarterback wise, they don't have like down years when uh, like like Rogers down years are like better than most players regular years. But you guys like Peyton, guys like Brady, like. Every year, you know that they're in it because yeah, that they're there. And then same thing like with running back. Like if you look at the list of running backs that are in the Hall of Fame, like they don't have like thousand yard seasons unless they got out due to injury. Yeah, like that, right. that's what the Hall of Fame is. Mm-hmm. 
That's how it should be. And 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 Adams, you want to talk about the Hall of Fame? He's got a chance. As weird as it is, like I, I'm uncomfortable like putting slotting guys in for a Hall of Fame just because I do respect that institution. Adams has a chance to make the Hall of Fame, and that's a that's a, a heck of a compliment I could give someone. Like he's got a chance. Um, it's it's unreal. And then you look at Aaron Jones. He probably doesn't have a chance, but you look at uh, his his yards per attempt. It's it's five point two yards per rush. That's one of the highest in NFL history, and he sustained it for four years. Yeah, so, and I think if if McCarthy used him a little better early on, yeah, like who knows, like what would have happened, like his numbers wise. But yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, Devonte Adams, he's definitely on the road. Like he's he, got a chance. Yeah, and I don't think I don't I don't see him falling off anytime soon. But yeah, like Devonte Adams definitely could. Uh, like he's got to keep doing it. Like Larry Fitzgerald, guys like that, mm-hmm. just like, every year they're putting him down. Like Larry Fitzgerald is ridiculous because yeah, he played with some of the worst quarterbacks in his era. Yeah. Or just filtering in and out. Like he didn't even know who the quarterback was. Right. All throwing. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, so we'll, we'll see. But I mean, I think I saw a comment that said that uh, they perfectly pair together talking about uh, Dylan and uh, Jones. And that is the, that is a, a perfect, that's a perfect point. They are the classic like thunder and lightning. Like we always get like hung up on wanting that one, two punch, the, the brute and then the, the speed. They're, they're the most perfect combination of that since, and again, this is hyperbolic, but since Jim Taylor and Paul Horning. I mean, what what who, what other twosome has been that dynamic? I mean, they have the potential to be that. Not that, but they have the potential to be yeah. the best since that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You're not comparing them. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe in uh, maybe in five five years, five championships, maybe we'll start talking. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely think that they could be uh... – Something that's special, like yeah. I, I like that you mentioned Tony Fisher earlier, because like you know, like one of my biggest memories of Tony Fisher isn't even on the field. I remember mm-hmm. him on the radio. I used to drive to work our ways, and yeah. I was on the radio, and he was uh they were interviewing him, and he was talking about how he never spent his money. He's like, I know, oh, what I am. he's like, I, I know what I am. He goes, I drive a regular SUV. I, I you know, it's a nice little vehicle. He goes, I, I live in an apartment. He goes, I don't spend any of my money because uh, I know I'm not kind of you know yeah long career he's not but he but he was such a good uh durable running back i i, I really liked I, I really liked him yeah he was the he was the he was the perfect third down back you know he he had the trust of the coaches to protect the hall of fame quarterback he could catch passes out of the backfield you know he, he would uh um you know on a draw he might just bust for a 15 yarder out of nowhere like he was uh he's exactly what um, you would want the third down back to be for uh, for Jones and Dylan. You know, if they could find that third down back, that would be sweet. Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, that's a great comment. Fisher always uh, sneakily got those third downs. Yeah. yeah, he was just yeah, he was just a durable. He just uh, was a guy that just got the job done. Mm-hmm. He yeah. reminds he reminds me of of Williams Jamal Williams a lot, um, but Williams is a a little more accomplished runner and, and honestly probably better pass catcher, but they, they had a lot of similar similarities in their game. This is a great uh, comment for you. They will be like the Jim Taylor, Paul Horning or Donnie Anderson and uh, Mac- MacArthur lane. I, I'm, it's hard for me to read this cause I have it on a small screen. Oh sure. Yeah. MacArthur lane and John Brockington. Yeah. That's a great poll too. A couple lean years, uh, heroes. Um, yeah, that's it, it. That's exactly right. But you can see how long it's been since they've had a duo like that. 
all three of those guys are from the seven early seventies and before. I mean, it's been a long time. They had uh, Eddie Lacy and Eddie Lacy. That's a good comment, Mark. Um, I guess the the other one that would jump out to people is obviously Dorsey Levins and Edgar Bennett. Um, but I mean, what's what's kind of weird about that is Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams put up better stats than them. I don't think many people would believe that, but it's true. They were more productive than Bennett and, and uh, Levins when they were together. So, yeah, yeah, I, I actually, but I, that kind of makes sense because Favre didn't, uh, he didn't want to run it. He he wanted to sling the ball, man. Yeah, so yeah, he was uh, he was slinging around. So yeah, yeah, but but that Eddie Lacy comment because dude, Eddie Lacy, a lot of people compare him. You know, AJ Dillon now, you now to Eddie Lacy in his prime. Uh, dude, Eddie Lacy in his prime was so like he was just such a beast, like. You know, it obviously didn't work out for him in the long run, but he had, he was just so good that like season or two. Yeah. I mean, the fun factor with him was off the charts. Like he, he was, he was worth tuning in just to watch him. I mean, he, he was that much fun and he would do that spin move and he's just got all, he's that, he's, he was just so large yet he was nimble enough to like spin out of tackles and break tackles. I mean, it was a short, uh, it was a short prime, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, he's got like that, that, that Marshawn Lynch thing when they just had the ball and they're just like they run and they're just like bouncing down the field and you can just see like yeah. anyone that's in front of them does does not want any part of that. Right, and and uh, guys love blocking for guys like that too. I mean that, so that it kind of gets the whole offense juiced up. Yeah, I think so because uh, like they used to talk about that for the Bears when they had Devin Hester returning kicks. Yeah. When you know a guy can do it, I think it almost gives you a little, uh, yeah, little sure. Little more, like a little more energy, like to like, we know if we block this guy can actually do something with it. Right. So yeah. let me ask this before I let you go. I know that you got stuff to do. We got Josh Moser joining us soon. Uh, talking about the hall of famers, David Bakhtiari. Uh, I, I know like offensive linemen for me to say whether offensive linemen should or shouldn't be in the hall of fame. Like, I have no idea. I know a lot of it's going to be all pros. Oh, mm-hmm. Excuse me. How many all pros during their, during their yeah. career? What do you, where, where do you rank uh, Bakhtiari? You, you think he's on the, on, on the right path? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he needs, I think he needs three more seasons at his level and he's in, I mean, he he's right there. He he's, he's on the precipice of kicking in the hall of fame door. Um, I think I think because he has so many all pro seasons, like you said, it's got to be at this point between first team and second team. Without looking it up, it's got to be like at least four, maybe more. Um, that's that's pretty good in today's NFL. And then I think being the left tackle for a Hall of Fame quarterback also bolsters your case, whether it should or shouldn't. I think the fact that he's keep he keeps Rogers' jersey clean, I think goes a long way, especially during MVP seasons. Uh, it goes a long way to kind of like bolstering his resume too. So he's, he's probably the most likely to make the hall of fame on the entire team after Rogers, right? He's gotta be. Oh yeah. He's, he's definitely like the best in the league. And that's, you've been hearing that he's the best in the league. Like I say, I'm not good with like judging offensive linemen because like, a lot of it just dance, like how many sacks, like how many guys got. Tough, yeah. Them. And like, there's a lot of that goes into, but David Bakhtiari, you can just watch the game and see that. Like mm-hmm. one of the best, and uh, like he's got the injury. Have you, I, I haven't really heard anything. Like, is he going to be? Is he going to miss some time? Like, maybe I can ask Moza if he ever shows. Yeah, up. he he might know. They're they're being, I think, more tight lipped than 
about as tight-lipped as you'd expect them to be. I mean, they have no reason to tell anyone. Um, my gut, and it would just be my gut, is that he misses the first month. But that's just me, the fan, uh, maybe being kind of optimistic and being like, oh, he'll be back for October. No problem. No problem. Um, I'm not sure. I hope. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, I have no idea either. But, yeah, because I, I don't know. That was a rough injury. Like, I think that's one of the yeah. reasons the Packers weren't playing in Super Bowl. I think that that was huge mm-hmm. and uh, rather unfortunate. I know that you got to get going. So I, I appreciate you stopping by and uh, talking some Packers with me. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Matt. I'm, uh, I'm always down. So thanks. All right, go Pack, go. Go Pack, go. See you, bud. All right, so now we, uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see if uh, Josh Moser is going to join me. Uh, he's not here yet. Might be running a little bit late. Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to wrap this thing up. I don't really have a, a much more to talk about, but uh, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, for the sponsor, Quick Trip. Thanks for uh, sponsoring the show. I know it's not a very good show, but I appreciate you sponsoring. I think we have someone joining me. All right. We got Josh Moser. Check this out. Yes. Hey, I, I appreciate you joining me. I wasn't sure. I was like, maybe something came up. Uh, you're a busy guy. But I appreciate you taking the time uh, to join me here. I got you, brother. Always. Look at little old Miami sunset. Welcome. Look at that. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to uh, the TV station in Miami. Look at that. That's yeah. Beautiful. Looks just like Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Just like Wisconsin. So, so how you been? Uh, obviously, you're hanging out there uh, by the water. I've seen your Instagram stories. It looks like you're just living your best life out there. I say it every time we talk, but it really does. I like, I want to join you. Hey, man, you got to come down and visit. Um, man, what's the best? I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I, as I'm, I'm having some camera problems. There we go. That's what we need. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a blessing. I mean, I, I feel very lucky to do what I do, and obviously, spent six seasons covering the Packers. And you know, it's, it's funny. I was just looking on social media and. Jordy Randall, James Jones, and Devontae all going on like a wine tasting trip, and I feel like Packers Nation is more excited that they went wine tasting than they did. Uh, so <laughs> this is kind of funny. Kind of reminds you of uh, how much love there is in Wisconsin for football. I mean, shoot, we got four pro teams. There's three pro teams playing tonight. Like, imagine if the Badgers were playing, the Brewers were playing, and the Bucks were playing, and the Packers were playing, like all in the same night. That's happening tonight in Miami, basically. The Marlins are playing, the Heat are playing, and the Panthers are playing the NHL team. They're in first place. And, and no one cares. Like, just no one, no one cares. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that, that, that really is unbelievable to me because, like, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine because they're all, like, really, really close too, right? Yeah. I mean, everything's right here. And, and the Marlins are playing the Braves. The Braves are the best team in the division. Panthers are in first place in their division. Heater playing tonight against the Suns, who are a good team on the West Coast. Like, you got three really good games. And, you know, everyone wants to, you know, sit out here and do what I'm doing right now. So, I mean, I guess I can't blame them. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's different. It's just hopefully playoffs. I feel like that's when people will turn it on. What is it, like a bandwagon, fair weather? Uh, not like not like Green Bay where they're just hanging on every word. Oh, man, we need another cornerback. Kevin King's going to get hurt again. That was a waste of $6 million. Should have gone the first round. We took him in the second. Oh, I still want TJ Watt. Like, like, no one's talking like that down here. So let, let me actually, actually ask you a football question here. I, I can't find the exact comment. But, you know, I've seen a lot of, uh, like, the Broncos put out a thing with yep. uh, Players Union saying that 
they're not going to participate in OTAs, I think it is. Yeah. Um, does that affect the cap space? Because, like, a lot of Packer fans, that's what they care about. It's cap space. It's totally no. No, it, has, it has no impact. Um, the only thing that it could really rectify for the Packers and, and the way Russ Ball, who structures all the, the contracts, is they put in these workout bonuses. And essentially what these workout bonuses are is it forces players to come to Green Bay to collect their check. And they, they otherwise players aren't going to come to Green Bay until training camp. I mean, you know, you're, they're going to stay and you know, there's a lot of NFL players down here right now. They're going to go to warm weather. They're going to be with their families. So they got to collect that money, but it has no impact on the cap. It was just a way for the Packers to see their players, just to make sure that they're in shape and to check in on them, you know, during the off season so that when training camp comes around, they, you know, see him for the first time since February and then be like, oh, man, we got, you know, six weeks to get you ready. That's why they started doing that. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, the Broncos, I, I, I covered the Broncos for two years when I was at KUSA in Denver, uh, right when they won the uh, Super Bowl with Peyton Manning in 2016 when Levi Stadium first opened. Uh, and, um, you know, I, you can't blame them. I mean, as I said, the rates are really high right now and COVID is a real thing. I had COVID personally. Um, luckily, it was asymptomatic. But, uh you know, it's everybody has a different situation when you have little kids at home uh, who are not vaccinated. It's uh, it's different. So you've you've got to listen to your players. And I, I like that the players uh, stuck together collectively to, to say no. I saw David Bakhtiari, uh, you know, said something and uh, we will see what happens. Killer, miss you as well. Thanks for tuning in. But uh, you got to listen to the players. And well, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I, I think any player that decides even like last year when the players decided to opt out, Whatever, like, if everyone's got to do for them. I ain't mad at nobody. And I think even if the players were just trying to get out of, like, some workouts, they'd rather do it alone. Like, I don't mind that either. Like, if they want to use it. Did you see Gronk not- did last yeah, year? Gronk had the best story every year. Gronkowski just down with the Buccaneers, and he had to show proof that he was running sprints every day, you know, staying in shape. So what he did was he just brought, like, eight different shirts and then did the sprints all in one day and kept changing the shirts, and then he sent one video a day. And uh, I love it. That's genius. That's yeah, I love uh, it. I'm not sure that and they didn't mind because uh, I know that came out before during the season, I think. Oh yeah. But I mean it, it's, look how, how, you know, these guys are working hard, but you you know, it's we're we're not even to May yet. Like we we haven't even gotten to the NFL draft here. There's still a plenty of time. But oh, yeah. it's a business and uh, you know, teams teams want the what they want. So I think I asked you this last time, but I'm going to ask you again. And I'm not going to keep you long because I see that you're out there on, you know, out the water having some good times. Uh, I'm, I'm good, man. Yeah, Always work. time for, for the people of Wisconsin and more importantly, you. Hey, I appreciate it. So, uh, the, the, with the draft coming up, you know, Packer fans are. They're very rational. They're very calm people. <laughs> you know, they yeah. don't over, overreact ever. Uh, where do you see the Packers going, like, first three rounds? Like, uh, early on, you, you see them at corner linebacker like what are you thinking uh let's see here well i, I can tell you that that Gutekunst really says that he believes that nfl teams are made with big guys that can move so you're always looking at your offensive and your defensive line uh yeah you need a corner absolutely but it just depends on how the board falls uh i saw a lot of packers fans saying they want asante samuel jr and uh, he's from Miami. I actually just spoke to him on the phone the other day, uh, played at Florida State, the real DBU, according to uh, Deion Sanders. And they got a lot of pedigree out of there. Uh, but he's an undersized guy. He's built like Jair. 
And that's why I think Kevin King works is because he's that rangy guy that can put on a big receiver like a, a Julio Jones, like the Calvin Johnsons of the past, like the A.J. Green in his prime. And uh, I'm going to Jamar Chase with the sixth overall pick over Devontae Smith, even though Tua is here in Miami. But uh, you can never get Aaron Rodgers too many weapons. And Devontae's got to get an extension. I'm curious to see how they're going to handle this cap space. But you also you also need pass rushers and you need big guys that can win. Corey Lindsley is a big loss. Like, I don't care how – I know Elton Jenkins can slide over. He's a huge loss. So you always want to protect your, your most valuable asset, and that's a quarterback, whether that's Rodgers in three years or if that's Jordan Love. But you've got to go a big guy that can move. You need uh, a corner that can defend on an island and – and you really need a linebacker. You need, this team's been missing a middle linebacker for so long. Um, I think if there's someone available in the draft, you know, on that slot, that's someone that I would really, really look for. Um, but other than that, I mean, they're they're still pretty much set. And I, I love Bobby Tanyan. Uh, I think he did a great job. And then I'm trying to think of what else they need. I, I haven't really been paying too close attention. I've been focused now on the Dolphins. But look, you made the NFC Championship game. You're 13 and three. And now we're talking about a 17-game season. You're adding a game. So you want to find as much depth as you can. But you need guys on the outside that can defend so that you can shut those guys so that your Zedarius Smiths can get to the quarterback. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely. But I, before I let you go, I want to ask you about this man right here. Aaron Rodgers doing Jeffrey. And, and, and notice, yeah. notice the technology I got going on here. Look at this. <laughs> what what uh, favorites you got there? A little Gmail, Twitter, got your yeah. own Facebook page. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So Aaron Rodgers doing Jeopardy. Yeah. Have you have, have you been watching? What do you think? I think he's he's doing a really nice job. Uh, he's definitely very Aaron. I mean, you can totally see his dry sense of humor. Uh, what people really don't realize, it's on for two weeks, but Aaron actually taped all the episodes in two days. So you do five episodes a day and you can see that he's getting better. Uh, you know, he's, it's funny is someone that does this professionally and, and wants to be a host and host, you know, for a living, he has no movement through his eyes. Like he's just very like locked in. It's almost like the quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and then his mouth yeah. moves. So, I mean, there's small things, uh, but I love when he actually, you know, gets to, you know, be himself. And like, there was a comment like, Oh, with Reno nine one one, he liked the show, you know, he could comment on that. But of course, everybody talking about final jeopardy, you know, Aaron, you could see his mind churning, you know, when he saw his like, you know, Hey, who decided to kick the field goal? He just kind of took a step back and you could see in his mind, he's like, what can I say here that I can't get in trouble with, (laughs) you know, but I just want a real reaction. You know, he's just like, good question. You know, like, Give me some emotion. Get me some energy. Uh, get people excited about watching Jeopardy. Um, but I, I think he's gotten a lot better, obviously. And he's very good at reading. He like, hasn't stumbled on any questions. And that's very hard to do. And you yeah. don't know what it's like to be in a studio like that. So I commend him. He's, he hasn't done anything like that before. And uh, it's interesting. I've seen the show. They've been giving him more publicity than Katie Couric or any of the other hosts. So uh, I know that he really likes to do it. I caught him on that Instagram Live with uh, his fiance for a little while. And you know, he seems like he really loved it. But uh, the quarterback, the man that gives the small business, the Jeopardy host, you know, what can't this man do? He's your QB1. Yeah, on, there's, there's there's nothing he can't do. So let me ask you this one last Aaron yeah, Rodgers question. I got time. Yeah. Is, uh, is Aaron Rodgers going to be 
the Packers quarterback you think after this next season? That's what everyone's talking about. Well, the way that they structured the contract originally is that there's an out after this this next season. So play this year, and then it's 2022. So I'm I'm curious to see uh, what happens here. Uh, I don't know if you just Matt, did you see the agent, the anonymous agent that came out? that uh, said he was talking to Goody and Goody had reached out to a player that says, uh, Hey, we like your guy, but we don't have cap space right now until something big gets done. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's alluding to Rogers contract. I don't know if that's a Devonte Adams extension, but um, honestly, like Aaron knows that he has all the power right now and yeah. he just won the MVP. He should be able to name his price rightfully. So I think Devonte Adams should be able to name his price. I think he should be, the top paid wide receiver in the league after what he did last year, 99 on a Madden. I mean, he was undoubtedly the top receiver in the league. So, but then you're talking about two guys, you know, realistically that could command 60 to $65 million of the cap for one season, $40 million for Rogers and, you know, 20 to 25 for Devante. So it's hard to build around that, but the cap should go up. They have that big deal, the TV rights that they just signed. So that should give them more money. So with agents, there's Drew Rosenhaus down here. Um, you know, I've talked to him a lot, and he's saying he's telling his players to wait because the, the salary cap's going to go up, and then they should be able to make more money. But then they've got to make sure that they don't get hurt here this season, and especially with 17 games, there's a lot of unknown with that extra game and what that can do without an extra bye week. But uh, I would say if Aaron Rodgers gets paid, he will stay in Green Bay. However, we saw what happened with Brett Favre. We just saw what happened with Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. Um, I, I think this could be Aaron's last season. And uh, or, or you deal Jordan Love. You know, maybe maybe Aaron plays really well again. And you're just like, hey, you know, we're trading Jordan Love for a, a first round pick. I don't know if you get a first round pick. He hasn't played yet. So I, I'm curious to see. But um, yeah, I mean, Brady's still playing, and Rogers says he's got more years in him. And if you protect him, I mean, that's the big thing. But uh, I, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers play. I, I'd be curious. I, I can't imagine the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't know what that looks like. Or Favre. Like, you've had two quarterbacks that are Hall of Famers for the last 20 years, 20-plus 20 years, 30 years. Like, that doesn't happen. So, no. like, look what happened to the Broncos. We were talking about them earlier. Like, they had Peyton Manning in 16, and they've had the most starting quarterbacks in the league since then. It's like 10, and they haven't figured it out. It's been five years. So, it's, it's tough. Yeah, when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, like they have to figure out like what they're gonna do and make a decision. Like if they're gonna, like I, I can't imagine they're gonna pick Jordan Love over Rodgers, unless Jordan Love is showing something spectacular. And I get there's a lot of money that goes into it too, but sure. like, but like, dude, Rodgers, like you can't just let him go of right. I can tell you, last year they were really high on Jefferson, the wide receiver out of LSU that ended up with Minnesota and many Pro Bowl. I know they really, really wanted him, but like, why not trade up and go get him? Uh, Minnesota went up and got him. Like, that's the guy you should have gotten. I'm not saying anything on Jordan Love. He hasn't played. You know, he's a young kid. But you get Jefferson. I, I think you're not. You're not. You know, you you could be there. I mean, yeah, you could be there. What be happening? Yeah, it's just that you know how much do you want to invest to go all in now versus you know the sustained success of making the playoffs, but never making it back to the Super Bowl, and that's been the gripe for years. That's the the Russ Ball, you know, tight wallet stuff. That's the you know the Goody mentality. They'll tell you to take the best player available on the board, 
Uh, but I mean, they've drafted well, you know, recently. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I hope, I hope, I mean, people love the offensive players because of fantasy football. That's how everybody gets to know their name, but this team needs to get better on defense. And, uh, you know, I, I'm curious to see what happens in this draft, but knowing Goody, like they'll probably trade down in the second round again and get a couple extra picks. Uh, yeah. And especially with that cap room, that's huge. So, like, for example, for the Dolphins, they had the third overall pick, and they eventually made two trades, but now they're at the sixth overall pick. So just by moving back three spots, they saved themselves more than a million dollars on the cap for this year. So Packers fans worried about the cap. Like, that's a factor that you have to put in because these draft picks, you know, they're going to make 8 to $10 million. And if you have that 8 to $10 million to give to somebody else who's actually going to play, you know, I mean, look what happened to the Packers last year. You had pretty much the top three draft picks like played sparingly like AJ Dillon a little bit at the end but uh Kamal Martin was hurt most of the year like I don't know that's that's the that's the million dollar question that's why there's the GMs and I'm, I'm just a sportscaster so yeah, uh, yeah that, that, I, I have no idea uh, yeah. it, gets dicey. it gets interesting yeah. um it's gonna be so interesting to see what happens like I, I mean with me I'm just trying to focus on this next season like I know like it could, might get scary for the Packers after that lot of like with Rodgers and see what happens but like for me like I just want to focus on next season because we, I, I know Rodgers is going to be here this season like people are talking about trades and this and that that ain't gonna happen yeah actually question for you what's up with uh you know now that Tim's over with the Lions Jamal Williams over with the Lions like how's Packers Nation feeling about that they feel betrayed no I, I don't think so because uh most people that I've talked to or even seen people talk about it is like I, everyone's rooting for Jamal how could you not root for Yeah, Rick? that's and great. I'm loyal, too. Like, I've told Lion fans, like, dude, this dude's going to take over. He's going to be QB1, and Jamal's going to come in. I, I know that they got some players over there, too. But uh, Jamal, he, he's going to make that team better. Like, I think any team he's on, I think he makes the locker room better. He's a good player. But even not in the, the player sense, I think he – everyone seems happy around him. You've heard other players say it, like, he helps jack him up. So, I think okay. that uh, – See, dude, but- I, that's a guy they need in the locker room. Like they need like an AJ Hawk type guy, like someone that can like rally the team, especially on defense. Like, they, like I want that guy that's just going to come in and be a playmaker and just change the culture. Um, like that's the guy that I want to see the Packers go and draft. Like go get that fun young kid like Jair Alexander did. I mean, it brings, yeah. like it, it helps so much and you need that. Um, so what, where are they picking at? Are they at what, 30? I think 29, it's 30. I think it's 29. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, maybe they'll yeah, trade down. Who knows? Like with Jair, and even when they went and got uh, Zadarius Smith, I, I love, I love the Zadarius Smith energy. How he's just screaming and yeah, you know, he pumps everyone up. Like I, I, I love that. Like Jair, like he's got this is the, so much swag. Like it's ridiculous. You need and, guys like that. Like you yeah. need some confident guys that can play on the island that. I, Jair, I hope he's an all-pro this year. I think he's got the talent to do it. Uh, I hope Preston has a big year. Um, I think Kenny Clark has, you know, been solid. You know, I'm curious to see on this offensive line what they do. Happy Mercedes Lewis is back. Uh, guy just doesn't age. So, yeah, it's, it's a good crew. I, I miss it, to be honest with you. I, I, I really do. And I miss doing inside the huddle. And I miss, you know, just chatting with the Packers fans. And it's always a good time chatting with you. And it's – Hey, Snowing I, in Minnesota, it's probably yeah. freezing here. The sweatshirt, I, this is this though is kind of hard to beat. Sorry, no, it is. It's because I, I, I've seen uh, someone comment up here and then they'll let you go. 
Uh, how's that golf game going? What's up, Mark? Uh, golf game's actually pretty good. Um, except the courses down here, just they're so expensive for what they are. You guys have Thornberry Creek, which is great. Green Bay Country Club is awesome. Obviously, Kohler, where the Ryder Cup's going to be. I love Sand Valley and the Nakusa area. I love Century World. was phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, I shot a 76 the other day. So I, I kind of got to get it down to about a 73, 74. And then just watching the Masters, you get a bug. I mean, you just want to play so yeah. much. That course is unbelievable. But I, I miss my golf crew in Wisconsin. Grant Aubrey, if you're watching, owns Mr. Golf in Wisconsin. Go see him. Phenomenal golfer. Gives lessons, has clubs. And, and he's got some plugs to some uh, pretty great courses, too, by the way. But, yeah, that was the best summer of my life this last year in, uh, in Green Bay. That was cool. Oh, played so much golf. That car, the cart at uh, Thornberry Creek, it was like 200 bucks, and then every round's $30. Can't go wrong. So, yeah, I actually thought about starting golf, like, every year. Actually, one year I bought golf clubs. Go to the not- range. Yeah, just go to the range. Hit a couple balls, have some beer, putt a few. Devontae Adams has been playing a lot of golf. Rogers is a good golfer. Mason Crosby's like a two-handicap. He's really good. Uh you know, it's just a good time to be out in the sun with the boys. You know, yeah, leave the wives at home, you know, leave the dog at home. You know, go go enjoy yourself for a few hours and, uh, you know, just tell uh, tell the missus golf takes eight hours so you can uh, you know, get a little bit extra time to sober up. <laughs> <laughs> you need to. All right. Hey, uh, I appreciate you. And, uh, hey, this year I want to start – I know that that you're doing like a, a like a fantasy football show that you were doing last year when you first got to Miami. Yeah. Doing that again? Yeah, I think so. We're, we've got some things in the works. Uh, here, I'll give you guys a little. I'm going to flip this real fast. Uh, camera. Oh, sorry. Killed it. I'm just going to turn it around. So we have this, like, big space back here. So I uh, kind of want to do it like that NFL set, you know, put down some turf and do a football show. So oh. uh, that'd be sweet. But, yeah. yeah, obviously fantasy focus. If anybody wants to play in some fantasy football leagues, do that all the time. And, I think the future of sports journalism is is betting and all of these uh, shows we're seeing with betting lines and, you know, not that I would give any recommendations, listen to what I have to do to make some cash, but uh, the NBA doing all that, the NFL, my buddy's company, Sports Genius, they're now the uh, data partnership with the NFL for all of their betting lines and and they're doing some cool stuff. So it's changing. It's going to be like live betting, coin tosses, all this stuff. Um, And Miami's crazy. They love that stuff down here. So a little bit different than Wisconsin, but uh, definitely nobody like Packers Nation. And yeah, we'll have to do some fantasy football, anything, anything football related. Come on. This is this is great. This is why we do this. Exactly. You know, I, I got out of fantasy football. I think next year I'm going to get back into it. It's been a while because I wanted to leave on top. I won like the whole Super Bowl. Am I, am I allowed to curse on here? No. <laughs> Not allowed to? Uh, you just got to do a lot of trash talking. Like that's the whole point yeah. of fantasy football. You just trash talk your friends, which you're great at. You know, crush a couple beer cans on your head, and then, you know, whoever's in last place that week or loses, you got to make them do some stupid task. Like, I've been in a fantasy football league with my high school friends for, like, 20 years now, and it's it's great. And, you know, you bring people together. It doesn't matter where you are. You can do Zoom stuff like this, and, you know, you get the draft going, and it gives you a reason to stay in touch and have fun and meet new people. And, you know, it's uh, – See if everybody wants everybody in Wisconsin takes Aaron Rodgers in the first round, so that's always fun. But uh, yeah, you know, got you got to do it. You gotta you gotta enjoy it. You gotta have some fun, and uh, you know, hopefully you can get a couple players to do it. Uh, one last quick story: the Packers used to play fantasy football, and that was until Clay 
Matthews stopped playing for them. So Clay was the fantasy football organizer for the Packers for the, the league. So for the players that don't say they don't, you know, play fantasy football, they do. Uh, and Lazard is one that plays. Get Clay Matthews back so you can get the players only fantasy football league. And uh, that'd be a, a fun text message. You do. I, I've, I, I think you're breaking up here a little bit. But yeah, I've heard about some players talking about that back in the day, about the the players' fantasy uh, football. I think we're uh, losing Josh here, but uh, I appreciate everyone tuning in. That's it for us today. Go pack, go! Big shout out to Josh Moser. Oh, I think I think me? he's back. Yeah, I think you're back, back now. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I appreciate you uh, joining me, Josh. Daniel Zimmer from PackCountry.com. Go Pack Go, everybody. Thanks for watching.